Want to talk about a new movie? Check. Want to talk about an older movie similar or related to that new movie? Check. That's what you can expect from Quality Check Podcast. It's a new podcast on the Studio DNA Network hosted by yours truly, Drew Douglas and Daniel Posey. Every other Tuesday, we'll talk about a new movie and an old movie to see how the film's quality holds up. Welcome, everybody, to episode 106 of Disney Plus Reviews. I'm Phil Souza, and I'm here with my good friend and co-host. He's still waiting to receive his gift. It's Grant Youngsma. What's up, Grant? Phil, I've already received my gift, and that's doing Me? this podcast oh. <laughs> with you every week. I what just, more can I ask for? Yeah, I thought you were just going to say, you're just going to leave it at me. I'm, oh, okay. I'm your gift. <laughs> Not quite, Phil. Okay, well, that's fine. Uh, and we have a special returning guest this week. Here he comes riding on his platform. It's Shane Kennard. How's Why, it going? Thank you. <laughs> Royalty it's around happy, here. Uh, happy to be here. Appreciate that. That's that's quite the that's, that's quite the introduction. Maybe maybe I can outduel the the Fets. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I was going to say something about a twin or, or something like that, but then I, I was I was thinking like our listeners don't really know you well enough to know like you probably aren't are a twin. Like they would be like, is he a twin? It possibly could <laughs> since I was adopted. There's there's <laughs> possibly some sibling out there that I that I do not know about. That's true. <laughs> um, what was the last? Do you remember the last episode that you were on? Have you been on two? Ep- two I think episodes? I've been on one, one for okay. for this podcast. Okay, so. Um, the, 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 the podcast in your previous life, the (laughs) horrible movie podcast I was on a few times, but I cannot remember. I know that I talked about big shots, but that wasn't our review. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cause our family was watching, uh, watching that one, but, um, I can't remember what the review was that I think it was back in the summer. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't, it, it wasn't star Wars. Um, no, I don't think. Yeah, so. I don't remember what what, yeah, what it I was. Don't remember what it was. I'll have to go back and and try to find out what that episode was. But um, and uh, we like having you on for lots of reasons. But one is like you watch shows that we don't. So like, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I've got another one. <laughs> <laughs> Towards the end of the show, we're going to hear uh, what Shane's been watching that that Grant and I have not been watching. Right. I've got I've I've got a subset of children that are completely different than you. <laughs> Four boys. Yeah. Two of them teenagers, <laughs> and all between eight and fifteen. So <clears throat> we yep. watch a different section of 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 Disney Plus than what the Seuss's do. Yeah, there's a there's a, a Seuss corner over here, and there's a Kennedy corner that's completely <laughs> right. the other side. So yeah, um, cool. Well, we're glad to have you back on the show. You're you're welcome as often as you want. We, well, we appreciate that. We joked we joked about that before we <laughs> started. That uh, I, I'm just really bad at asking people to come back. So we're honored to have you on the show. Uh, if you're just joining us for this podcast, we're an unofficial Disney Plus podcast reviewing the most popular stuff on Disney Plus. Uh, we're going to get into some Boba Fett uh, episode two today and in Encanto. I've been looking forward to that conversation. But first, we like to do Disney Plus news of the week. Um, I think we'll, we'll just keep this to one story today. Um, Grant, what did you see that was of interest this week for us to talk about? Well, um, there is an upcoming 
Pixar movie called Turning Red. And they just announced, I think it was last like Thursday or something, that this is now going straight to Disney+. Plus. Wow. And there will be no premium access, so straight to Disney Plus, you'll be able to watch it for seven ninety nine or whatever you pay. So a lot less than a movie ticket. And the reasoning behind it is they feel like uh, animated family movies really aren't making a ton of money right now, so they're just giving it straight to Disney Plus. Interesting. I, I think what's curious about that statement is that they literally just released Encanto. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I, I know it wasn't in theaters for very long before they moved it to Disney Plus, but it seems strange to give that argument when they literally just released an animated film. When you told me the news right before we hit record, I was shocked. Yep. Uh, I, I couldn't believe that they were doing this again. Um, it's, I, if I'm at Pixar, I'm starting to wonder what is wrong with our studio that like our movies are just going straight to Disney plus. Mm-hmm. Um, they literally just did this with soul not too long ago. And, um, and now again with turning red, like a couple movies, a couple of their movies back to back. Right. I don't, well, I guess everything since the pandemic soul was yeah. straight um, Christmas release. And then whatever came out last year, I was trying to think what, what the Pixar movie was last <laughs> year. Um, um, can you, I'm totally blanking. Yeah, I but uh, I looked up. Did that um, one? I looked up Encanto's numbers. They were 207 million in the box office. The budget was possibly up to 150 million. Oh yeah. So yeah, they made their money back, but it wasn't. Um, it wasn't this the box office killer that let's say Spider-Man was. Mm-hmm. So I thought these were flipped in, in my mind for, for whatever reason, but Luca was the only movie they released last year. Yes, that's right. Yes. And that, that was in theaters, wasn't it? No, it, no, it wasn't. It, was it went straight, straight to, it was straight to Pixar. Okay. So this is three Pixar movies yeah. in a row yeah. that they've gone straight to Disney yeah. plus. Um, honestly, I, again, like I, I just said this, but like if I work at Pixar, I'm starting to get to the point where like I'm trying not to be offended by that. Well, um, it, it, they're all three new properties, yeah. As well, uh, I would be in, it, it, the tell sign will be what do they do with Lightyear coming out yeah. in yeah. June? There's no, there's uh, they're they're holding this one so that so that. All of their families can get to the theater <laughs> for for light year of June. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, you're absolutely right. But like Encanto's new IP as well. Like, I, I don't know. I guess I guess they thought that holidays plus musical, you know, equals pretty good box office. And uh, Turning Red is not a, a musical, and they're releasing it in the spring. So maybe they just assume that people aren't really going to the theaters very much in the middle yeah. of the school year. Uh, summer is a different story, like w- with Lightyear. But again, Luca came out last summer, and it just, you know, went straight to Disney+. Plus. So, right. um, yeah, but I, I'm with you. I, th- I think Lightyear has to come to the theaters. They yeah. have to get some of that box office money. Yeah, absolutely. We, we're a Pixar and Marvel uh uh, at the movie family, like actually, Spider Man was the first movie we went back to since seeing um, the fantasy Pixar movie um, that oh, came onward. out. Onward, uh, onward, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, that that's the first movie that we went back to the theaters for. 
since since the since the pandemic started. We we saw onward like <laughs> two weeks before everything shut down. So yeah. so yeah, we we would probably go to see Turning Red, um, but. If we had a choice as a family with six people in our family, sure. uh, we would definitely save it for um, uh, for Lightyear. Yeah, I I wonder. It's kind of t- towards the tail end of flu season in mid March as well. Like I wonder if they're just thinking like a lot of theaters are shutting oh. down or people aren't going to the theaters to brave yeah. that. So that that could be part of it too. Um, I don't know. It's an it's an odd choice though to me. I I I, th- I would think that. The lack of premiere access is interesting too, because like mm-hmm. I, I really think that, like you said, you know, you could buy six movie tickets, or you could buy one premiere access for twenty bucks and still save a bunch of money. Um, it's it's so strange to me that they're doing this with Pixar of all studios, because people really consider, as far as animation goes, them to kind of be the flagship Disney. <laughs> animated studio but um yeah i mean i'm not complaining necessarily because <laughs> right, yeah right bring it bring <laughs> bring the content i'm i'm paying for it no matter what's <laughs> what's on there so um yeah my thought around that is that um they're gonna they're a data-driven company i mean you mm-hmm. you you read it right like the, they they weren't pleased with content they didn't say it but they said it so yeah is our demographic, the family Pixar demographic, the demographic most likely to push back on the premiere access? Because um, Jungle Cruise, uh, yeah, it's a family movie, but it's not the it's not the same as an animated family movie. No. Um, no. Black Widow, um, Cruella, like all of those aren't exactly that Pixar family movie. So is that the is is that the demographic mm. that is most likely to push back on that premiere access? Uh, Black Widow was the only one that we put up the money for because we were going to see it in the theaters or we were going to see it on Premiere Plus and yeah. well <laughs> $30 is less than 60. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, you just you just wonder why they're not doing dipping their toes into both yeah. Though, like, you know, um, get what we can get at the box office and then just clean up the rest, you know, the stragglers on Disney Plus or whatever. But Or maybe um, Scarlett Johansson just ruined it for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it could be just a little bit of just kind of a, a gift thing. Like, you know, like every yeah. every once a quarter, whatever we want to we uh, wow our customers, keep them subscribing, right. you know, give them something for free, yeah. quote unquote, uh, just comes with your subscription. It could be some a little bit of that. But I, I'm, I'm with you. I, I would be shocked, absolutely shocked, if Lightyear yeah, is just that. a Disney Plus exclusive. <clears throat> they have to get that box office money, yeah. especially in the summer. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like it coming out in March... There's really no big holiday around that. Mm-mm. So people aren't flocking to the theaters. And I mean, you could even look at the box office numbers with Sing 2. I know it's not oh, Disney, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, they weren't spectacular. I'm sure that movie didn't do very so, well. So, I mean, it's just like you kind of look at it, and that movie was released like two weeks before Christmas. Yeah. And so they, you kind of do the math there. Are we really going to get people to the box office in March? And then you think about the premiere access side of it, and you say, well, the only animated premiere access we've done to this point is Raya. So you got to think that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot about Raya. So you got to think that maybe their numbers weren't that great. So they're probably just like, you know, what the heck? Yeah. 
I mean, just like every studio out there right now, they're just they're trying to just throw spaghetti at the wall, see what sticks. If it doesn't work, they try something new, different next time. But um, I don't know. <laughs> Again, if I'm if I'm working for Pixar, I'm like, why us? Like, I mean, we're really seeing some really great stuff here. Like, why does it have to be us? And but, they're swimming around in their <laughs> money swimming pool right now, <laughs> yeah. just counting all their money from Spider Man. So they probably don't really care much. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm excited to see the movie, though. I, I think it looks good. It'll uh, certainly be like a day one yeah, uh, watch right. for us. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. and like like Shane was saying, I mean, it's even easier to see it now. So. Yeah, yeah. It'll <laughs> definitely, yeah. If, with us in March, we would wait for spring break and, mm-hmm. and, and oh, yeah. align it on a, on, a, on a Tuesday when we can go to AMC for $5 or whatever it's going to, whatever it is now. So, yeah, now it'll probably be day one. Yeah. I have to think they were shooting for spring break, right? With it being yeah. mid-March, but I don't and know. And it'll only cost yeah. you like three bucks to pop some popcorn. <laughs> Correct. That's the, yeah, that's the big thing. You can't you go to four, you go to a movie theater with four boys. And, and yeah, the tickets aren't the big, big deal. <laughs> have a couple sodas, call it good. Yeah, we, uh, I don't think I told this part of the story, but when we were in theaters seeing Encanto in, in the Nashville area in November, we spent almost as much on the food yeah. as we did. Yeah. I think I think our food was about equal to two of our three tickets that we yeah. spent. Um, so <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. But we also hadn't eaten and we saw it on Thanksgiving Day. Like it was on like on or no. Yeah, I think it was Thanksgiving Day. Um, and like nothing was open. So like we, we were trying to like, we were like, oh, we'll just get lunch on the way over to the theater. Oh crap. Oh, it's Everyone, Thanksgiving. Everything's closed. <laughs> <laughs> so. see, 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 that's, yes, that's where we planned ahead. We, we had the, uh, the hotel breakfast. <laughs> we were, we were at Dallas where we saw Spider-Man and uh, we got the hotel breakfast and saw the 11 o'clock show <laughs> so that they came in full and they didn't even ask when they walked in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for for any popcorn or anything. <laughs> yeah, the they were so shut down as far as like staff. I mean, it yeah. was oh, with it being a yeah. holiday, they were like really slim. Um, so like they, they even before you walk in, they're like the entire week of Thanksgiving, no hot dogs, no like they were they weren't serving <laughs> any food. It was po- literally popcorn and soda. There was <laughs> there was like your two options. And so. Sodas do it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it was like going to the theater back in the in the nineties. So um, yeah, well, I think that's that's big news. Um, and obviously families are going to be super excited in March about that. So um, if nothing else, it'll keep some su- subscribers uh, at the ready. All right, um, let's get into, we're going to do Book of Boba Fett first and then get to Encanto. Um, so we'll jump into episode two. Um, Shane, you're the one that is jumping in. Um, we haven't got your thoughts on episode one. Um, anything you want to cover about episode one first before we get into episode two? Uh, we liked uh, we liked episode one. Uh, we are um, as a family a little bit more uh, probably leaning towards Grant on our Star Wars um, um, watching. We've seen all the movies, um, uh, well, all the main movies. If mm-hmm. you go back in the you know the Chris the the Chewbacca Christmas or, thing or whatever <laughs> that that is, we haven't yeah, seen yeah. that. But um, but when it comes to um, we've seen Solo, we, we we've seen all those all those movies. Um, I haven't seen all of the Bad Batch. I, I kind of lost interest in okay. that middle uh, in that middle run. Yeah. Um, started Clone Wars, but never really never saw the first uh, never saw all the first season. Uh, so we're not 
uh, we're, we're by no means Jake <laughs> when it right. comes to Star Wars, <laughs> and not even uh, not even where you would be, uh, Phil. But uh, so the the, the story, of my uh, my wife Nicole, she's just kind of like, eh, yeah, what, whatever. It's kind of interesting, but not really. And and uh, I was a little bit the same the, the same way. Um, but the boys, especially my third, who's very story in, um, oriented, uh, is is all. All in. Was yeah. she so your wife? Was she in on the Mandalorian? She was not quite so much the first season, and that was partly because um, we just went ahead and watched it. And if she was doing something, she was doing something. The second season, she was she was in on. Okay. Uh, so partly, if we would go back and watch the first season, um, she would she would be clued in. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, the first one of Boba Fett, uh, Boba Fett wasn't that interesting. Uh, she was with uh, she. Sat down and watched it. Watched it with us the the second episode, which I did think was um, was better. Yeah. Um, and like you all, um, when they went to his um, uh, what we thought was his death in episode six, immediately uh-huh. <laughs> it was like, oh, okay, well we. <laughs> We solved that. <laughs> Very good. Uh, interesting. So, you know, um, I think we get a little bit more of, of uh, obviously, more of his um, transition to where we are seeing him now in The Mandalorian and uh, maybe a little bit more of why he is the way that he is. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I liked episode two better. Um, it's, it's kind of like the... Um, uh, coming of age thing, even though he's like an old <laughs> That's man. That's exactly <laughs> when when I watched it again today. I was like, "This is a coming of age movie uh, with a as a, with an adult yeah. <laughs> coming to age with a grown up man." <laughs> uh, yeah, he it's it's you know the episode for the most part is him kind of not just um, you know learning their ways and their combat styles and with their weapons and stuff like that, but also kind of proving himself to the tribe to the tribe, so right. to speak. I get a lot of Na- Native American kind of vibes from the yes. Tuscans, yeah. like you know tent dwelling uh, people that are, you know, don't speak the language and are misunderstood yeah, in a lot of ways. And Western. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when, he, when he walks into the bar, you know, yeah. every, everything besides <laughs> the swinging doors is... is and the, the chink, chink, chink of the <laughs> right, spurs. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, you know, and there's even a train in this one. It feels right. very Western, um, which I wasn't sure that they were going for that. We definitely got a Western vibe from Mandalorian. Right. Um, for episode one, I didn't really get much of a Western vibe, but this one I, th- I thought was pretty heavy, yeah. but... Um, Grant, what were your thoughts on second episode? Well, I definitely like the second episode more than I do the first episode, for sure. Um, there was a lot more action, a little bit more plot moving to get my attention. But still, I'm not exactly sure where I stand on the show at this point. Um, the whole train scene i mean very westernish i mean i can dig that i mean there was a lot of good action in that part but i mean i feel like we're still getting some everyday life stuff where he's teaching him how to ride the pod racer and it's just like (laughs) we we don't need this disney we don't need everyday life and we just need action and but i mean i'd say i'm more intrigued um not really sure how i feel about the huts family coming back 
Um, it was it was cool to see. But I'll interject real quick, but but I it was so short. I I was I was surprised by how little attention they really gave to that that moment. Yeah. I they I, I clearly will either get to see them more or learn more about their threats in the future future episodes. But it was just it just kind of came and went. It was so, so that was kind of a weird scene for me. Yeah, yeah. And then, they're, they're setting something up. But yeah. what I thought funny in that scene did, did you happen to watch the the Pole carriers, uh, carriers. No, they're about to die. <laughs> they, were, they were, they were all. St- oh, oh, that's awesome! Can you get over <laughs> with this, please? <laughs> yeah, and but I mean, and for me, it kind of built up um, in the first episode that they kind of thought the mayor was the one that was trying to kill him, and then that was very short lived. Yeah, you're right. So you kind of just wonder, well, are we gonna have just like a kind of a triangle for power here or what's really going on here. Yeah, because I didn't think about that. The mayor just kind of shook that all off and killed the assassin guy and then we went right into the huts. So, I, I don't really know. I don't re- if Jake was here, he he corrects us on the race. I don't remember the race uh of the mayor. It's like a snail kind of like creature but yeah. um the, he like he was in the trailer um for the show and everything and I thought he was going to be like a major player. Um, I don't know if we ever see him again. Like it, it just kind of like he may come <laughs> back as more of the mentor because he was given uh Boa advice oh, yeah. at the end of that scene. And so he may be this um uh this character that that you may never know what side he's really on. Okay. But he always gives Boba something to chew on um as he's as he's um gaining traction in in this role. Yeah, no, I like that. That's that's really good. Yeah, like when they uh, the major domo whatever the assistant guy in the first episode came to, you know, Boba's um lair or whatever. Right. Um he, you know, it seemed to be pointing to okay, this mayor's a really bad dude and he wants wants to defy Boba Fett whatever. And then when we got there and found out that it just kind of that strand just kind of fizzled out into nothing. I was like Hmm. Okay. Like, I mean, are we ever going to, you know, see this character again? But, but I think you you might be right. Um, I, I certainly think something needs to change. I think he's already changing in his character a little bit with how he's choosing to, to be this um, daimyo or whatever it is, like this godfather character. In the first episode, he's like, you know, we're not going to kill people unless we right. need to. I'm not going to torture anyone. And then in this one, like, he's already like, I mean, there wasn't a raincore in the basement, but like he already like dropped someone down to the trap door. Um, he's obviously getting pretty aggressive and pretty, you know, don't mess with me when he faces even huts and stuff like that. Yeah. So I wonder if he's turning around or if he's just going to double down and just say, no, this isn't the way I'm going to rule. Where I think he's, where they're setting up his character is he's going to be Robin Hood. Oh, okay. He's protecting the little guy in, oh, yeah. in every role that he's, he's doing. And, um, I think maybe they're kind of foreshadowing this in um, the dream sequence that he had because a lizard went in his brain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My boy's like, make sure you talk about the lizard. Talk about the lizard. Um, and where you see him as a little kid seeing his dad fly off in oh, some yeah. of those scenes. And... Um, you 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 see it in the in the right now um him setting up his uh what he's doing right now of uh, his standoff with the with the huts and um 
in in that sort of thing, but also in the in the dream sequences, um, he's protecting, he's giving agency to um, the I, I went blank on oh, the Tuscans, the Tuscans, yeah, 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 yeah. He's given agency to the Tuscans to be able to stand up for themselves. I. I'm 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 good with the present day yeah. um, scenes. My favorite still after two episodes are the the flashback ones. I those are the ones that I I tend to sit up in my seat a little bit and pay pay more attention right. to. Um, I'm not like falling asleep for the present day sequences, but I want to learn more about like what how is he going to progress and how is he going to get up to the point where we see him in Mandalorian right. season right. two. Yeah. Um, so obviously he has a long ways to go. Uh, he. We see quite a range in this episode, really. The first episode, or the beginning of episode two, basically kicks off right after episode one, where he's, you know, been accepted by their tribe, but not um, not a fully-fledged member right. or anything like that. Right. And all the way to the end of the episode, where he's forging his own weapon and, like, becoming <laughs> literally... Tr- I mean, what, Right, he goes through, through the initiation process of having a lizard crawl up his yeah. nose <laughs> yeah. into his brain. Yeah, that, that I mean, it made me squirm in my head. <laughs> <laughs> I did not see that coming, by the way. I, no. <laughs> I, I thought it was just, I didn't know what it, what it was well, going to be, like some kind of like pet for him. Yeah, or his reaction to it was exactly my reaction to it. Uh, thanks. <laughs> um, are you, have you guys seen Star Trek? Wrath of Khan, Star Trek. I have not either. seen any okay. Star Trek. There's, yeah. a, there's a scene in that it's an old Star Trek movie, obviously, where um, there's like a worm or something like that that go that burrows through. Um, it's Captain Kirk's yeah, ear, yeah. like yeah. it goes into his ear and like actually burrows into his brain. <laughs> and I definitely thought, I immediately thought of Wrath of Khan. But um, yeah, that was uh, that was great. I had to like rewind. Like I almost missed it because I like I went um, t- this, took my this eyes off the screen. Jumped up there fast. <laughs> yeah, I, I took my eyes off just to like get a bite of sandwich or something like that. And I was like, whoa! <laughs> I had to like rewind it and watch it again. So. I fully saw it, and there was no <laughs> thought of rewinding. <laughs> yeah. Uh, very disturbing, but um, yeah, I, and I guess like that. I don't. He found a tree. I, I, I'm a, I'm guessing he went into some kind of like half comatose kind of state, like drug state, basically, and, and found this tree and like pulled the branch off or something. Well, uh, it and <laughs> I guess weird. this is what happens when you get a lizard up your nose, <laughs> because the the chief asked for the stick yeah when he came back or the the branch when 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 he came back so i guess <laughs> i guess when you get r- lizard brain you go grab sticks <laughs> yeah that is the purpose of the lizard um yeah i thought that was super it was super weird and trippy kind of like that drug that drug scene or whatever um but um seeing him come back with it and then like going through the process of, right. of forging that we- weapon to me felt a lot like what we've seen in star Wars around the creation of lightsabers. And a lot of that's in the animated yeah. series, the yeah. clone wars yeah. um, shows a lot of that, but like in the clone wars um, they show how young uh, younglings that are, are becoming Padawans and stuff like that um, are taken to by a Jedi master are taken to like this cave and they have, they, they pick out their Kyber crystal. Like they, they go and find it. Like it's, <laughs> right. it's like a, it's, it is a coming in right. of age kind right. of process right. ritual yeah. and they find their Kyber crystal. They come back, they pick out their, um, you know, the, the whole, uh, the, I don't know, the, the part you hold <laughs> of the, of the <laughs> lightsaber, um, you know, insert the Kyber crystal, um, assemble it. Like they, they, there's a whole process of, right. of, of forging this weapon. That's going to be your lifeline for the rest of your life. Yeah. And I, watching 
watching uh, Boba go through that process with this like stick thing it was similar. Right. Well, mm-hmm. When you started talking about that, I haven't seen the Clone Wars, but it made me think of Rey. She didn't forge her own lightsaber, but she was um, trying to find her lightsaber, and that was yeah. almost a, um, a metaphor of her fa- finding herself. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, that thread yeah. has kind of been through of um, your weapon finding you, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't really get anything like that with the Mandalorian because he yeah. was already came... I mean, I guess I guess he got those, like, missile things. I, he got, like, extra weapons and stuff like that, but I didn't really feel like it was, like, a coming... Yeah, right, yeah. Moment. That was an uh, initiation or uh, whatnot. That was just um, him acquiring more goods to protect the, the child. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that was really cool. Um, what were some of your favorite scenes... Grant, um, one of the we haven't talked about the train. First favorite scenes, probably the train um, leading, or I mean, I guess the whole bar scene was kind of cool, where he does steal the. I don't know if they're technically pod racers. I'm just gonna call them pod racers. I think they're called like speeder. Okay, bikes Speeders, maybe. Yeah. Or something? yeah, Jake, if you want to correct me. <laughs> Doesn't really <laughs> right doesn't, the show. doesn't really bother me, Jake. But go, go for it, and because I mean Jerry's corrected me before, and a lot of people have on this podcast, so it doesn't really bother me. But um, I would say when he goes to this bar type and just steals the vehicles, and then he brings them back, um, like all of them. Yeah, yeah. It's like whoa. So yeah. that was pretty cool, and I mean it was really one of the first times where I mean we're not seeing present day Boba Fett at this point but but we actually see Boba Fett kind of like kick some butt yeah because I know you and me talked about last week how he's kind of weak yeah and so it was kind of nice to see him finally kind of flex his muscles somewhat yeah I forgot about the the bike um scene but yeah I I I understand what they're trying to do. I that's not really the Boba Fett that I want to see, though. Like I want to see the more of the the kind of kick butt Boba mm-hmm. Fett that we saw in the Mandalorian. Um, but I mean, obviously, there's a story reason for it, and I'm sure they're going places with with that part of the story. But um, yeah, the bike thing was really cool. I liked how he um, like trained. So these Tuscan Raiders, we don't honestly still don't really know much about these right. this race. Like they're in a couple of the movies, and mainly the original movie. And it's it wasn't until the Mandalorian that we even got to see any kind of humanity mm-hmm, from them. Right. And so what what you're witnessing now is like honestly some of the longest scenes we've maybe the, the longest scenes we've yeah. ever seen of this race. So um, it's cool to like see them like they have some technology like they have guns, but they're very rudimentary compared to what other people are using and they obviously don't even know how to ride these speeders. Right. Like he's having to teach them like right. this goes forward and right. reverses pull back. And right. Yeah. That know. was every day, but, <laughs> but they were able to throw in some humor of, you know, he's teaching them how to go forward and then he, you know, he hits the, the, the throttle wrong and goes, goes <laughs> yeah. backwards and, and, and the guy trying to jump, um, the training sequence where the guy's trying to jump oh, yeah. on from, <laughs> from racer to racer and, and not getting it. And, um, <laughs> you know, and they were doing this at like quarter speed of what yeah. the train was going to go. And he was like, you want to actually go to the speed that, <laughs> that the train's going? Whoa. Okay. <laughs> Um, I loved that train. I, th- I, yeah. I was talking with some guys at work that are huge into Star Wars more than I am. 
and they were um i was like have we ever seen a like a train like a speeder train or whatever in star wars before and they couldn't recall anything like they and they've seen stuff i haven't even seen so um i think this is the first time we've seen a vehicle like this yeah. in star wars and it was awesome like we already kind of mm-hmm. talked about the western nature of it like yeah you know, jumping onto the train, you know, his speeder bike like blows up as he's jumping from it. It's very action um, heavy and that, that was warranted. I, you know, I think a lot of people were, were yearning for that. Then they quickly, as you do in a Western movie, get onto the roof and like run down <laughs> right. the train and like, fed, fed, you know, beat up guys <laughs> along the way. He falls um, off once. <laughs> I thought it was very cool. Um, the action was, yeah. was, was really strong there. So... Um, now the race, I'm going to nerd out just for a second, if you guys will allow me, um, the race of, of people or whatever the aliens that are running this, uh, train and this, you know, they're running, they're moving spice basically are the pikes and they've never been in, I think, unless they were in solo and I I don't remember solo very well. Um, I don't think articles I saw said that they were in, in solo. Okay. I don't, yeah, I don't remember. Um, my memory is bad anyway. That's why I needed to go back and watch this thing (laughs) the second time. Yeah. Um, just this episode that I watched last week. (laughs) (laughs) So, but, uh, a couple of articles, um, I, I saw said that they were in solo. Okay. Yeah. I thought they might've been, but I, I didn't go back to look that up. Um, I, they, they have a, I don't want to say a big, a bigger presence slightly, uh, in the animated stuff. So we've seen the Pikes a yeah. lot in the yeah. um, Clone Wars, and I think they show up in Rebels too, even though I haven't seen all that. But um, they're you know, um, you know, basically criminals that 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 smuggle and move right. spice from planet right. to planet and just you know overcharge people. Like if they basically just run this kind of underground illegal ring of of spice right. moving, and. Um, I, as far as I know, I don't think we've seen him on Tatooine again, unless they are in Solo. I just don't remember that movie very well. Um, but um, it was cool to see that race in live action. Again, we've mostly seen them animated and doing what they do and killing people like on yeah. the way. Like they were just flat murdering some of those right. Tuscans on as the as the train is speeding by. Um, we thought you were raiders. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we thought you were uncivilized, and it turns out you can uh, take us down. But um, yeah, how he takes the whole train down and it like plunges into the yeah. sand. It was really mm-hmm. cool. But yeah. um, I think one of the coolest things that I didn't pick up on at all, I had to get this from one of my coworkers um, who remembers you know little uh, snippets of Mandalorian better than I do. But there's that one scene. I think it's in this first season of Mandalorian where. Um, Mando, I think it's it is season one when he goes to ta- Tatooine and he's wanting tr- to traverse across the desert and he encounters the Tuscans and he basically like asks for their permission. He's like, "Can I, can I like, you know, uh, t- have passage through mm. through this yeah. the, the Dune Sea or whatever?" Right. And they basically give him permission. I think he has to give them some kind of a trinket right. or something like that. Yeah. He's like, "Here, here's payment for me to have passage," and this. Like what this we just explains, saw right? This up. explains why, right? Yeah, um, I mean, both with Star Wars and Marvel. Um, just a little bit. I was reading a couple of articles. I was reading about this one episode and all of the um, um, callbacks and all the uh, point twos and, <laughs> and and this and that and this obscure um, um, comic or this comic that's coming out. <laughs> it, it's it's amazing how well they encompass all of this into mm-hmm. the in, into every new story yeah 
Yeah, I just liked how he, Bobo was basically empowering these raiders to be more than just uncivilized people that are trying to fend for themselves yeah. and and maybe even steal from others, but like actually say, hey, like you guys, this is your lands. Like you control the Dune Sea, and if if you want to require a toll for people to come across your lands, then that's your right. You know, like basically yeah. giving them power to to do that. So yeah, I thought that was that was really cool. I, I we're we're getting we're starting to get some more. Um, meat on the bone for these Tuscan Raiders. And a lot of it's coming through Boba's eyes. Like he's showing us a different side of them that we haven't really seen before. So, um, what else, what, what else do you guys want to talk about from the episode? Now that the Western theme and, and talking about it here, um, you know, the question is, is this going to like lead right up to where Boba found, um, Mando, and the more they tie thematically the two together, the more you think eh, we may butt up right against the uh, butt up stories almost to where they're um, s- uh, parallel stories, if, mm-hmm. if, if oh, you will. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I do kind of wonder how they do the handoff, like because yeah. um, a lot of the rumors that I've been hearing about in reading is that this is a one off, like there's not gonna be like a, a right. book of Boba Fett book two or anything. Um, so I'm assuming this goes all the way up to the point where it basically leads right up to Mando season one and it ends, you know, at that point, cause we know everything that happens after that. But, um, well, I mean, probably the very last scene is like modern day Boba Fett. Like what's, right. what's he doing now, you know, right. after the events of Mandalorian <laughs> season two. So, um, but yeah, um, just little comments here and there, I guess. Uh, we got to see a, a Wookiee, which was um, oh, yeah. unexpected. Yeah. I wasn't yeah. I, I wasn't sure how many other races we would see in the show, but <sighs> and it, I don't know. If, I don't think they even give a, a name, um, or do they? I can't remember. I, th- I thought that they did. Uh, again, pointing back to the the articles I came across, um, I guess he's supposed to be a pretty powerful fighter. Oh, okay. Um, that he's th- this particular um, Wookiee has been in some other properties. He looked good. Like yeah. I, I it, it looked yeah. real to me. Yeah. It didn't look like CGI. Yeah, like. I don't think we've seen any um seen the last of that. Yeah. Probably Feds not. and and their henchmen and and all that. But yeah, it was a very popular episode for your Star Wars race bingo card. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and if you had Wookiee on it, <laughs> congratulations, you got bingo. Bingo. <laughs> Um, yeah, just the cantina alone. There's a lot of races in there. Um, they continue to put a lot of money into these shows, by the way. Yeah. Like it's, it may not be quite as much as Mandalorian. Cause I think Mando has, is a lot more CGI heavy. Although like the train sequence, there's a lot of CGI in that. But, um, I, I think just to do the Grogu stuff. And then we've talked, um, yeah. at length on our podcast about, uh, young Luke and like how everything was, you know, spent weeks and I'm sure right. millions of dollars to make that happen. But, yeah. um, it's a little bit more modest, I think, but they still put a lot. I mean, to do the twins on that on that plat that platform, thing, yeah, right. Like, yeah. I mean, that was that was a big right. scene. I like the fact that they're they are using the CGI, but they're going back to the practical effects that made. That's what made the Star Wars franchise that yeah. they were doing things 
um, with effects and practical effects and puppetry that nobody else was doing to to create this universe that nobody else could create. Um, and then the the prequel <laughs> episodes came out. It's like, well, let's scale back. <laughs> you got no, new toys. Congratulations. Yeah. Let's scale that back and let's <laughs> let's put some real <laughs> real life things that back it back into it. I think that the Wookiee was definitely a costume. It didn't look CGI to yeah. me. Um, the uh, one of my coworkers was telling me that the Banthas, which are like those huge yep. like lumbering beasts, um, like originally in the original movie, the very first movie, were like elephants that they put like suits Carpets on. Carpets over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and he was like, "I wonder if they were doing that again here. Wow. Like, if, yeah. as long as it's not like a cruelty to animals thing. Like, yeah. I, I don't see why they wouldn't." do that again and it looked he said it looked convincing it looked like actual animals like yeah. I just wouldn't want to tick off an elephant <laughs> trying to yeah. put a carpet on his yeah. um, the uh, I forget what they're called but the, the dog like creatures that are like in the those tub. are cool yeah, yeah. those yeah. look like real animals like right. I, there are a few scenes where they're yeah. running and attacking yeah. that are probably CGI but yeah. I don't know when they're like just kind of sitting around the campfire. Yeah. It looks like a probably a real animal. I'm impressed with what they're doing with <laughs> with with those animals. Of like they are their they're their dogs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I'm impressed with the visuals of it. It, it looks really good. Um, I, I I it's these days it's the CGI is just seamless. Like yeah. I, I I almost can't even tell when it cuts yeah. from from real life to to CGI. So. Yeah, um, I continue to be interested. I um, I think I'm I'm with you guys as far as like you know my hype level isn't as high as an uh, Mandalorian season three. Obviously, is going to be you know a much much bigger expectation, probably much bigger payoff than this. But I'm enjoying it, and yeah. I want to learn more about this awesome character that we honestly, even still to this day, still don't know that much right. about Boba Fett. Like right. we're still kind of learning. So. Um, yeah, I'm I'm definitely in. Um, I'll end, I guess, maybe with a negative, but I continue to be befuddled by the Fennec Shand character. <laughs> I have no idea what right. she's doing in this show. I don't even know why she's in the show. I, unless she, she must have some kind of big moment towards the end of the season where she be, tries to betray Boba or something. Like, right, because <laughs> she is important when it comes to the Mandalorian yeah. Fennec. She's important. Yeah, she's given a lot more to yeah. do in that show. Yeah. And now that she has kind of her own show, it's like it's the Boba and Fennec yeah. team. Yeah. She's given almost nothing to do. I am yeah. I'm just completely confused by that. Um again, my my only thought cuz in the first episode she was kind of like the foil to him to say like, "Hey, you're being too right. soft on right. on on people. You need to show people who's right. boss." But then she just kind of continues that narrative in season two or in episode two, and has I think she did nothing. even less. Yeah, she was yeah. just there. <laughs> she might have only had seven or eight lines yeah. in the whole episode. Yeah. Um, so, and this is Ming Na Wen. Like, I, I'm just, I'm just really confused by like <laughs> how little they're actually <laughs> using her in the show. But maybe she'll get a huge scene uh, or a couple scenes in episode three. We'll see. <laughs> so. All right. Uh, well, we're gonna get into Encanto next. Uh, this movie is still pretty new. So as we do on almost everything that we talk about on the show, it is going to be full spoilers. If you've not seen the movie yet and you care, don't want to be spoiled. There are some pretty big surprises, I think, in this movie. So if you don't want to be spoiled at all, either skip towards the end. We'll have our usual segments at the end, like what else are you watching on Disney Plus and what's coming up on Disney Plus this week and kind of skip towards that. Go watch the movie and come back and listen to our conversation. Uh, or, of course, if you've seen the movie or don't care about spoilers, you know, listen on. So uh, we are not going to hold anything back. We're going to talk about everything that happens in the movie. So just be warned about that. Um, 
All right. Um, so, Grant, uh, you've seen this uh, once. You saw it about a One week time. Ago? Okay. Phil. Yes. And you s- I've seen it twice. Twice. Yeah. Okay. And I just saw it the second time. So I saw it in theaters um, back in when it ori- originally, it was like, I think the day it released or the second day it released in theaters. And then I saw it again last week, just to kind of refresh my yeah. memory. I had, um, it's not like I missed anything on the first viewing, but I was also kind of like trying to wrangle two young girls in the, <laughs> in the, in the theater seats. Yeah. So like yeah. I, at one point I got up and got popcorn, uh, like a yeah. popcorn refill and came back. I mean, it's like three <laughs> minutes of the movie. So I was like, okay, I, w- I definitely want to go back and just like study this, this movie. So, um, I've been pretty vocal about, my thoughts on it. Um, why don't we start with you, Grant? Um, cause, uh, we got a little bit of your thoughts in the last episode of our podcast, but why don't you dive a little bit deeper now that the gloves are off and we okay. talk about spoilers. Well, <laughs> first a little sidebar. Once again, I love hearing people's comments. So if I butcher one of these names, which okay. I probably will at some point, <laughs> I'm not going to try. I'm, I'm going to stop you just for a second because I, I thought about this exact th- thing. We are not going to try to pronounce these names the way that I mean. I think we probably could if we tried really hard. Like yes, we know it's like Mirabel or Isabella, you know that kind of thing, whatever. But we're just going to say Isabella and Mirabel, like. I I think I think our audience will forgive us for or M forgive and I forgive our gringo ness and, yeah. and C and D yeah and then they can just assume we're talking about that character yeah um yeah we're not gonna try to, it's it's just gonna be the Madrigal family not Madrigal so um yeah let's let's just uh let's just decide now that's what we're gonna do so okay. go for it <laughs> well overall I think this movie is pretty good. Obviously, this movie isn't made for me. Uh, white, thirty-year-old male, this, no kids, this, no kids. So obviously, this movie isn't made for me. But I mean, I was entertained. Um, the music is outstanding. Uh, Lin Manuel Miranda does a fantastic job again. Um, one of my favorite songs is "We Don't Talk About Bruno." Um, yeah, I mean. The biggest knock I have on this movie is it kind of is a slow start, but it picks up pretty fast after the slow beginning. And it's kind of like one of those things where you almost wish they would have, I don't really know, um, spent a little bit, a little less time on the introduction and just more about uh, like... I would have loved to know more about why Miri Bell didn't um, get powers more into that. Mm-hmm. And, but I mean, overall, I, th- I think my boys cracked the code tonight. Actually, this okay. my, my, my oldest boy came in at that, at that scene. He's like, after she touched the candle, she wiped her hands on her dress and then touched the door. <laughs> so okay. they cra- they cracked the code. <laughs> but I mean, overall, I I enjoyed it and I I would watch it again. Um Wait, let me ask this what, so you can talk more about you know where you where you jumped in, but at what point in the movie did you start to think like okay, now the, the story's picking up? Was it like the introduction of Bruno like around Yeah. I would say when things are starting to feel uneasy because like okay i'm really and we've done enough shows on this podcast to where our audience knows i'm not really a fan when there's no conflict right so as soon as things kind of start getting ruffled 
that's when my interest kind of peaked up. Because, I mean, I'm not really one of those people that, oh, everything's just roses and daisies <laughs> and all all that fun stuff. I mean, because, I mean, it makes it more realistic. Give me someone hating another person. That's, <laughs> so, that's what you want to say. I see. mean, as soon as there were... Like crack, cracks, cracks in the house. Cracks in the, in the house. house. Yeah. I mean, I would say that's kind of when I definitely got glued into it more. And no, I would also say like whenever, which I mean, that was when cracks in the house, whenever she really starts her journey to go find, you know, how she can stop this. That's kind of when I got intrigued at this movie. Yeah, I I will say, and we're, I'm going to throw it to Shane here, but um, I I will say that there was more mystery in this movie than I thought there was going to be. Right. Like, uh, just watching the trailer, I was like, okay, this is basically going to be a movie about how she didn't get powers, and it's um, up to her to figure out why she didn't get powers. And end of movie roll credits, and then about halfway through the movie, I'm like, oh, this is way bigger than her. Like, this yeah. whole family is falling apart. This whole house is falling apart. You know, the the entire community is in danger. Like I was like, okay, they're going way bigger with this movie than I thought, and that that got me super intrigued in the middle of it. I was like, oh yes, like this is even bigger than than I'd hoped. So, um, yeah, um, Shane, what what are your some kind of general thoughts on? Yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. Um, I'm somebody that likes themes um, and and movies and 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 picking apart as former youth pastor and pastor to be able to find the illustrations out of the <laughs> out of the movies and we're swimming in that uh, in in this movie and you you get it um you you get it on the first run but um the the notes that i wrote down tonight watching this again and all the threads that they wove through the through the movie nearly just seamlessly and even just talking about the cracks in the house and how the house was a character and and how all of that just symbolized what was going on underneath mm. what everyone else could see um was just um was was, was just fantastic so um yeah despite um my kids not necessarily being the demographic um um we we enjoyed the movie in fact when i sat down a couple of boys um uh, sat down with us, but our two oldest, they were gone. Um, so we, uh, Nicole and I, my wife, uh, liked it better, <laughs> better than our boys did. <laughs> and then our younger two boys stayed until the conflict resolution. Boom, and they were gone for the <laughs> for, for the last little pit. Once, yeah, the, once, the, once the conflict was over, once once we had everything solved, I, I'm good. I, I'm good. I don't need I don't need to see the um, the restoration. Uh, everything's resolved. So all the exciting parts over. <laughs> Uh, I imagine for your wife, it's a lot of the, that's the music. She had to have really the music. The yeah, she's she's a fan of musicals and and, and such. And and uh, talking about oh, you were talking about the person that uh, did the music uh, earlier, Lin Manuel. Oh yeah, Lin Manuel. We've watched his. Uh, we haven't watched Ham uh, Hamilton, but In the Heights and um, uh, Tick Tick Boom uh, oh, okay. that just came out on Netflix, um, and so we've uh, we've enjoyed everything that he's mm -hmm. uh, he's put out, and so uh, she likes that. But when we first watched it, and we watched it, I want to say we watched. I think we watched it in our hotel room. We hooked up our 
uh, computer to the hotel TV, um, which, you know, is, is better now than the CRT TVs that we used to have, <laughs> but still it was a hotel TV and got done. And she's like, man, that was beautiful. Yeah. Uh, and visually speaking or, or both. Uh, yeah, I mean, visually and a beautiful mu- movie, yeah, but, yeah. but the visuals, the colors, you know, yeah. the, it was set in Columbia and they, they tapped into all of that, that culture, at least, you know, from three gringos perspective, all of that, <laughs> that culture and the, 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 the colors of that culture. Um, and so it, it was, it's, it's a beautiful movie. So watching it on our bigger, <laughs> nicer TV yeah. tonight was, was even better. Yeah. I, I can't believe how those colors pop off the yeah. screen. I, yeah. Seeing it in, in the Dolby theater that we went to was amazing. It was just glorious, but, um, yeah, even taking it home and watching it on our, you know, we have a, a, a not even that nice of a 4k TV, like lower end 4k TV, but, um, just the colors from all the flowers, especially like when, um, Isabella's Isabella, around, yeah. like it's unbelievable how many colors yeah. are on screen. It's like yeah. millions of colors. And, um, they, they, then they go outside of the, the house into just the, the community at large. Yeah. There's even more colors there. And then like all this movie is obviously, there's a story reason for it, but it's very diverse and it's, it's, um, sets like uh for like i know it's animated but you know what i'm saying like yeah um there's uh isabella's room which is very different from antonio's room which is very different from bruno's area like bruno's is very dark mm. and lots of you know darker mm. colors and so they really got to flex their visual muscles with this and it it's just stunning i just look at and the anim the animation i mean this is the same anima animation that pixar created to do toy story mm. and the uh, the main character has curly bouncy hair uh-huh. and you see that and you can see the squiggly strands going everywhere it's not <laughs> perfect um uh, uh there's a scene where um uh, she and um Awela is in uh, a lake and the the colors of their dress change because their dress is wet <laughs> and their oh, wow. dresses wave with the with their waves my my wife was pointing pointing that out when when we were watching it tonight of i mean every detail is taken care of and how much that animation has come from the yeah. first toy story and they they made they did plastic toys because that was the easiest way to anim- use this new <laughs> fangled <laughs> animation technique yeah, there's there's so much love and care into every every line drawn in, yeah. in the in the animation, but um, I think for me, I'm just kind of really kind of reiterating what you just said. It feels like real life. Like I feel I don't even. There are moments where I don't. I kind of almost forget I'm watching an animation. Like it looks right. like real people yeah. um, interacting. Their facial expressions. The yes, it's it's um, you know, uh, like when a her her dad like has his no, nose blown right, up. Right, right, right. There it's things, cartoonish. Yeah, yeah, there are things that happen that don't happen that way in real life. Yeah. Everything things are exaggerated, but there are other moments where they're just like, you know, dancing or or jumping around, you know, and it's just like it looks real. It looks yeah. anyway. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I want to talk about the the music because. I think that's the, especially, you know, for kids or just musical lovers, I guess, that's going to be the thing 
um, you know, there's um, girls in our, our church and otherwise and stuff like that that have just been singing the songs like around, you know. Um, so uh, the the songs are uh, the family madrigal, which is the first right. song where it introduces the family. Um, Waiting on a, on a miracle, which is the um, kind of slower, kind of six eight kind of feel song um, when Antonio gets his gift. Um, surface pressure is one of my favorites. It's the uh, Louisa one where um, it's like a pressure like a jet, oh yeah jet, yeah it's the a, strong the strong sister yeah yeah, yeah yeah it's like a yeah. it's more of like a pop song yeah um, we don't talk about Bruno um, which uh, is an instant hit I think for a lot of people um, what else can I do which is to me. It's probably my least favorite song. All the songs are great, but uh, this song kind of sounds like it's straight out of Frozen, um, which right. isn't bad. I like the songs from Frozen, <laughs> um, but it's uh, it's the one where uh, Isabella is um, singing about how she doesn't want to marry Mariano. It's right. is in her uh, chamber. Yeah. Um, uh, All of you, which is the very last the John song. Legend song. No, uh, not that kidding. one. <laughs> Different all of you, um, and then. <laughs> My favorite song, which I don't know that you guys would maybe guess, but I love, and I, I know this is super weird, I love Dos Origuitas, which is the the song that's entirely in Spanish. Right. There's no right. English words right. at all. And I was telling Grant about this actually before he went to go see it. Uh, I think I talked about it on the podcast. I was like, Grant, there's a song in this, mu- in this musical that contains no English words whatsoever. It's like two and a half minutes of just Spanish. And I have gone back and listened to that, that song, like just in the car, like driving and stuff like that. I've listened to it four or five times outside of the, the twice I've watched the movie. That song is gorgeous to me. And I don't know what it is about. It. It's very simple melody. Maybe the fact that it's not in English, you know, kind of wows, wows me a little bit. But um, I looked at the translation. Like, I really want to know everything about this song. I love this song. Um, Dos Orguitas is Spanish for two caterpillars. And if you've seen, I didn't notice this the first time I watched the movie, but uh-huh. there's a lot of butterfly, like, throughout the film. You, mm-hmm. you probably know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, the... The the song Dos Orguitas is is is, is it maybe sounds cheesy in our language, but it's it's about two caterpillars that um are, you know, in love or whatever, and they end up going their separate ways and, and end up having to adapt and change, go through chrysalis and f- find ways to fly on their own. Right. Um, which becomes symbolic for the whole for the for thing. both the grandmother and grandchild exactly. in, in the in the relationship. Yeah. So it, it's it's in some ways a shame that it's not in English because I think that would have been really powerful <laughs> to like for only English speakers, which is probably most of the audience that's watching the film. But the um, reward is for those of you who actually <laughs> went to the trouble to yeah, translate it. Which I did. Well, I didn't translate it, but I found a translation. Well, um, I mean, Google Translate. You know, I mean, when I think yeah. it's... I, I could be wrong on this, um, but I think it's sung in English during the credits. I didn't. It could be. I didn't uh, watch yeah, all the yeah. credits, but I think I think I heard it as I was turning it off. But um, I think I think they do actually sing it, and it's on the soundtrack in English if you want to listen to it. But um, it's a really beautiful song melodically, but also the lyrics are are gorgeous and really uh, fit the the movie pretty well. But um, your your favorite is we don't talk about Bruno. Yeah, I'm assuming it's because of the humor. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's very catchy tune, um, and there's a lot of mystery to the song. But I mean, it's just catchy. Mm-hmm. One of those songs, um, and the other one that you mentioned uh, about Lisa is there. 
Or Louisa. Lu- Louisa. Yeah. Uh, we'll just call her Lisa. <laughs> Lisa's <funny>. um, <laughs> That song is very good as well. It's that one's really catchy. Uh, that's yeah. that's probably my second favorite. I do like. We don't talk about Bruno, but um, what I like about the Bruno song is um, it is very funny. There's t- talking about you know he said I would this would happen and then it happened is you know this kind of a silly thing, but it, the songs to me I didn't catch it as much the first time, but the song is really kind of a question mark about is he able to predict the future and just knows it's going to happen or is he literally causing it to happen? Like yeah. it's because of Bruno and obviously that's why they're shunning him. But like, um, is, you know, is he the one that's actually making these things happen? And that's why they're so afraid of him. Um, but yeah, surface pressure is, is a great song yeah, too. The, the one that I, um, I, I, I liked, uh, it really stood out to today in the second was her lament song. Um, it was when, um, the cousin got the gift, um, and um, yeah. Oh, what was the title? Waiting uh, on a miracle. Waiting on a miracle. Yeah. Yes. And um, I, I wish I could move mountains. I wish I can heal hearts. Oh yeah. And um, I think that's a foreshadow sh- song of where we're going because she ends up doing all of that without the powers. Yeah. Just with how she went about. Um, solving this mystery that yeah, I was I was going to save the end of the the movie for the end of our review, but let's let's just go there now. Um, I want to I want to ask you this, Shane. Does Mirabel did Mirabel get a gift when she was ten or whatever? Because I think that's a big question mark in the movie. Yeah, I, I don't I mean, think it's clear an, at all. Yeah, I don't think it is clear. I think that is something you can play with. Um, what what I wrote down actually, and I just read the the keynote book on this was that you know em- emotional intelligence is a superpower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of being able to tap into everyone's emotions um, is a is a superpower, and I think that um, I think that no, she didn't get a gift, but yes, she did learn how to get a gift. Yeah. Yeah, I I uh I walked out of the movie the first time thinking, "Oh, wow, how interesting that they just didn't give her a gift." Like I I thought the end of the movie would coincide once she proved herself to Casita or right, something like that. Right. The happy um happily ever after would yeah. be that she actually got a gift like everybody else. Yeah. Yeah, yeah at the end of the film when she's, yeah. you know, 18 or whatever. Um but um, one because I looked, I looked it up. I was like, "Am I missing something? Did she get actually get a gift?" And it, it's not clear. One website I found said that, and I didn't view the, I didn't notice this in either of my viewings. But um, the the candle goes out way towards the mm-hmm. end of the film when the mm-hmm. whole house comes crashing down, and when she approaches, they rebuild the house, and when she approaches the candle, the candle still doesn't light, but the house still lights up, and they were talking about how, like, her her power basically is it, her gift or whatever is to keep is keeping the family together, keeping the miracle going, right. like that she's almost like the physical embodiment of the candle now, right. um, that there's no need for a candle anymore because right. Mirabelle is there. Um, so, that, again, that's just one interpretation, right. but... I think it's interesting to talk about. Yeah, no, and that definitely could be. I, 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 I took it as she did not have a gift like the others that is that is physically seen, yeah. 
but her gift as empathy as you just whatever. said the right the empathy the emotional intelligence the um the the drive and the <laughs> persistence um uh, were, are her gift that is able to heal and move mountains and keep all of the family uh together yeah um I want to talk a little bit since we're there kind of already. I want to talk a little bit about the theme as well. Um, I, I don't know what you guys took it as far as the theme. I, um, I told, I think, because I, I was trying not to spoil anything for Grant before we went to go see it uh, or saw it at home, but um, I, I told him, I, I said, there's, there's not, not a quote unquote bad guy in the movie, but there is a person mm. that you're expecting to be altruistic and, and loving all the time. And she does have a little bit, I don't even think I said she like the, this person has an, yeah. has an alternate side or a darker, you know, um, desire, you know, her, uh, her goals are not necessarily what they appear mm. to be at the beginning of the movie. And that's, um, the grandma, Abuela. Abuela, yeah. yeah. And I didn't see that coming. Um, I thought that was, it was cool to see, um, a character that traditionally would be just perfect. You know, like the grandma's always like the good person in every movie. Right. Um, being that person that, you know, has expectations and, you know, unfair, um, you know, expectations as far as like what she expects the family to do and, um, you know, be perfect on the outside or whatever, right. whatever you guys think the theme right. is. Like I thought it was, she was a very, deeper like a much deeper character than i originally right. gave her credit for at the beginning but um what what do you guys think of as far as like theme what, like what, what do you think the movie was trying to say i guess mm, i mean i think a major theme is you don't have to everybody's unique you don't mm. have to have something amazing about yourself mm. to do big things i think that is very important in this because of course Mary Bell's the only one that doesn't have a power. So I feel like that is a big theme that they're trying to get across and family unity is also a big thing that they obviously wanted to push because obviously the number one thing in at least you see at the beginning is that this is a close-knit family but then you kind of see the cracks of it, but it makes it more realistic seeing the cracks because there really is no perfect family. Right. Right. Yeah. Like at the beginning of the movie, it's, it's in the very first, first song, the welcome to the family Madrigal song where she's talking about, she's going through the list. Okay. Luisa is super strong. Isabella has, you know, flower powers. <laughs> like she's going one by one, whatever. And then she, and, um, she's like in, you know, and Bruno disappeared. And then, you know, the crowd's like, we don't talk about Bruno or whatever, like, you know, foreshadowing, foreshadowing that, that song. And, um, and then, and then about a third of the way through the movie, you realize like, Oh, like Bruno, like literally disappeared. Nobody, mm -hmm. nobody talks about him anymore. He's this like forgotten son from you yeah. know a long time ago that nobody wants to acknowledge his existence anymore. And oh yeah, by the way, he's been hiding in literally hiding inside of the house for inside the walls. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. for years, and like no one even knows that he's there. Um, well, except for that the one girl that has like super hearing, she said that she could hear him. But um, yeah, like it's I don't know. There's a lot of um, analog there, but. Pastor Shane, <laughs> Pre <laughs> right. preach to us. Tell, right. tell yeah, us what the tell, yeah. tell us what the theme is. <laughs> well, and 
well, in church world, that, that whole idea of putting on a perfect persona on the outside, um, but while all the while having cracks on the on the inside. Um, and coming from uh, from Abuela and some of the things she said towards the end of the movie of, I tried to hold so tightly to something to to not lose it, but in holding so tightly. I lost it. Oh yeah, and that how how we can hold the things that we don't want to lose, we hold tightly to, and the the facade that we want to want to portray that we hold tightly to. But um, but woven through that theme is the idea of what actually makes you special and gives you purpose, mm-hmm. and that's where Isabella is coming through and weaving to every single character. Um, her her sisters and Abuela are the are the three main ones that you see her interact with, but but you're seeing them go, seeing them say, "I'm buckling underneath this pressure to yeah. be perfect. I'm I'm being destroyed because everyone sees me this way, and I'm just supposed to be this way, but I'm just putting on a show because that's what everybody thinks that I that I'm supposed to be doing, and so that's where we see Isabella's gift come through of that she can bring out those imperfections and go well you don't have to be this way and then coming back to the as you said the grandmother's not not the wicked witch of the west you could say actually all everyone has a hero in them and everyone has a, a not a villain but a dark side to them in in the movie but how how um how Isabella and I, the translation of the of the last song, the Caterpillar song, mm-hmm. shows this of her recognizing that um, I can't hold on to this. I'm holding on to something that I just cannot hold on to, and I'm putting the pressure on myself and everyone else because I'm trying to hold on to this. And Isabella kind of really does take that baton over of like. I she's almost she's almost become the matriarch of the family through this movie. Yeah. Um when the, when they get um I might have leaked both times when they give her the doorknob. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah the, the, if you haven't seen the movie in a while or haven't seen it at all like the the whole point of like this coming of age moment right. or whatever is is that you get your own door right. in in the house so right. like it's whatever 10 years old or whatever yeah. you you they this they you put your hand on the door the mir- the miracle yeah. the candle lights yeah. up and you get your gift and you get a door like you get your right. own room right. in this house and it's it's very unique and specialized just for you and it turns out that her doorknob was the front door the front door yeah to the house right so, yeah. yeah and and by the way the cousin that got his gift revealed uh, during the movie of being able to talk to animals and of course it was uh, rainforest animals because <laughs> it was set in Colombia my boys are like. I want that one. <laughs> yeah. So okay. So I totally did a one eighty on that on that power. The the, the, the the during the first watch I was like, well, that's kind of lame. He can only talk to animals. But then the, I watched this the second time. I was like, no, he can freaking ride animals. Like <laughs> he's riding a he's riding a tiger or a cheetah or something. <laughs> right. Right. I wish. Um, uh, I wish that they did more with the toucan. Because yes. when she was going into um, into um, uh, the tower, Bruno's, uh, Bruno's yeah. tower. Um, he was with her, and of course, they played it for a comedic moment when he when he left. Um, but uh, I, I, I wish that they would have. 
played with him a little bit more because yeah. because he was that um um oh what's the chicken and and um hey 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 yeah. hey yeah he's the hey hey to this uh to this movie and and uh, yeah i wish they would have played with him a little bit more because that would have been that would have been fun I, on my second watching i also wanted to see more of antonio too just in general like um he has some the morph that he's the br- kid the Oh, 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 the, yeah, the kid that got the, yeah, the, yes. That has right. the, the yeah. animal. Like, he has some cool little moments here and there, and obviously is um, kind of crucial at the peak of, of the action towards the end of the movie with right. the whole, like, seance thing where, like, you know, they're trying to figure out what the vision means. Um, but other than that, he's not in the movie very much. And you want to talk about le- leaking a little bit. I don't know why. And I, I wasn't full on cry, but I was definitely, like, starting to tear up a little bit both times. Um, was when Antonio um, starts his ritual and the whole town is there, like the whole yeah, house is right. flooded yeah. and spot the spotlight, Casita literally drops the spotlight on yeah. him and he's like, he like looks over at his big sister and, uh, or cousin, I'm sorry. Big cousin. cousin, yeah, big cousin, yeah. Big cousin, um, uh, Mirabelle and says, she he whispers, I need you. Yeah, right, right. And um, she comes over and holds his hand and kind of shocks the whole room. Even Abuelo's like, but you can't, you right, can't go up with she's, a friend. Yeah, like. right. And she's supposed to be hiding. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, yeah, you're you're of no help to us because you keep getting in the way. Get out of the way. And now she's in the spotlight with the one that's supposed to be in the spotlight. Yeah, and it's obviously emotional for her because she just did this eight yeah. years ago, whatever, when yeah. she was 10, and it quote-unquote failed. Like, she didn't get yeah. any gift. And um, so she's now ascending the stairs for a second time, but to to be there for her younger cousin. <laughs> right. And I, I definitely got welled up a little bit on in yeah. both viewings on that scene. Yeah. Um, just the power of, of that scene. Uh, and, and again, that speaks to her gift. Like, right. I think you're right. I think, I think her gift probably is just empathy and her ability to say, yeah, let's walk, let, let's climb the stairs. Let's climb the journey, yeah. do this journey together, get up there. And then, you know, once you get your gift, yeah. you, and you I will put in. myself away for, to help you because, yeah, that's the last thing she wanted to do. Yeah, <laughs> is go up those stairs again. Yeah, yeah. And you and they play the the movie plays on that because that is when we get one of her f- flashbacks. I think. Um, yes. To to when she when mm-hmm. she climbed the stairs. Yeah, yeah. and and that's why. Again, this is a very slight negative on a movie I was over the moon with. <laughs> I love this movie so much, but. Um, I felt like they made a lot to of, to do about their relationship. Um, they are very close together because they're the only two people right. in the family who don't have gifts yeah. uh, at the beginning of the movie. And they're both about. living in the nursery. She yes. never gets to come out of the she nursery because she doesn't have a gift. You haven't grown up yeah. yet. <laughs> yeah, she, she's kind of treated like a little right. child still. Right. And so they're very close to get together. Um, when he hides, he hides under her bed. Like yeah. You can tell these, these two kids are very close together. And then he gets his gift and... He's kind of gone after that. He is kind of gone. I, you yeah. almost never see yeah. him again. Yeah. And I wanted to see Except more Except riding on, a, on his cheetah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I felt like they could have done, you know, she, yeah. when she goes, I almost wonder if you couldn't do the whole movie of them together, like right. them side by side, you know, her being, him being a, like a sidekick to her almost. But like when she goes to talk to Louisa is the kind of the first big conversation. Yeah. Why, why isn't he there with her? Like, why, why, why are they completely separated at that point? I think it's a minor nitpick, but I would have liked to have seen more of Antonio yeah. in the movie. Um, yeah, um, I, I think we've kind of talked about, you know, kind of big picture stuff. Mm-hmm. Are there any, like, individual scenes? Um, uh, I think there, there's definitely some humor. It's not like a funny, funny movie, but um, I think there's some cool little scenes here and there. Um, 
I think all the all the family members are super super interesting. Uh, there wasn't yeah, there right. wasn't one. I mean, we haven't even talked about like the hearing girl or the shape shifting guy. Like, yeah. I don't think any of the powers are uninteresting. I, I I found them all to be pretty intriguing. Yeah, and they also I think they do a good job too because the two the two um, husbands of the sisters. Yeah. Uh, you got you have Abuelo, and then you have uh, two sisters and a brother. Which Bruno's the brother, and then you have two sisters, one with a he- healing power and one with with oh. power over over weather. Um, but the husbands of the two sisters married into the family and uh, don't have any powers. And to my eight year old, that was that was confusing. Like, <laughs> why don't they have powers? Like they married in, and like. <laughs> they just don't. <laughs> and so, but um, but I think that they kind of use, especially the dad of, of Isabella, they use that a little bit of like, hey, you know what? I don't have gifts either and I'm in this family. I've had to learn. I've had to learn how to to, to live in this family. Um but uh, but he's the one that got gets stung by bees and, and, and puffs up like a um uh, like a balloon. So. <laughs> uh yeah, I I, I I didn't catch on uh, catching on that clue in on that scene very much the first time. I kind of skipped over it, but uh, I might have gotten popcorn. That was your popcorn scene. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the second time, uh, yeah, I did kind of clue in a little bit more. Of um, I can see, uh, like I was paying t- paying attention to Mirabelle's reaction yeah. to that scene the second time, and you can tell it's definitely kind of like um, this is my interpretation of her body language is like. Like that's very sweet. Thank you for trying, but, <laughs> but that doesn't really yeah, right. <laughs> help me. Doesn't at all. help. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. I'm, sp- I'm yeah. still supposed to have a gift, and I don't. <laughs> You're right. not supposed to have one. Yeah. So I keep saying Isabella, and it's it's Mirabella. Uh, yeah, Mirabelle. Yeah. Mirabelle. Yeah. Yeah. Again, um, prefaced the asterisk early in this yep. discussion. <laughs> um, as far as humor goes, again, it's not a hilarious movie, but. I did think the scene with Mirabelle and Isabella was really funny, funny where she comes in. Cause like she sees like just a snippet of the, of the uh, vision. She doesn't know the whole yeah. picture. And so she's like, if I just, if I just hug my hug sister, my, yeah, this whole yeah, thing will go away. Yeah. And so she like walks into her room. She's like, let's hug it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's funny. I like um, with uh, her and um, the other sister, um, Lisa, as as Grant called her, um, <laughs> Louisa, um, um, Maribel, and the donkey's reaction oh, to yeah. to everything that uh, Louisa was doing. <laughs> like <laughs> at one point, the donkey stepped back when, when she's like breaking boulders over her head, and and uh, Maribel goes, "Where are you guys going? <laughs> Don't leave me here." Yeah. Um, I also liked the the rats um, that Bruno yes. uses for like entertainment. It's like yeah. his personal television. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, she like <laughs> <laughs> Mirabel walks in and sees like this whole world that's existed back in like the back yeah. you know crevices of this house. And she goes, "How long have you been back here?" <laughs> <laughs> rats are you know scratching themselves on the toothbrush. And- yeah. Oh man. Yeah, it's. It's I, I liked I liked the characters a lot um, in the movie and, and again they were this is a long movie honestly it didn't feel long to me at all um, it it's it's no. almost it's just shy of two hours yeah. um, it's like an hour and fifty three or something yeah. and um, honestly it goes by really fast just because I feel like the family is so big I almost almost I, I'm not going to say definitely but almost too big right, like right, there, right. there's yeah. a couple characters that get really short. 
uh, right. shrift in it. Uh, one of them being Dolores, the one that can, has super hearing. She has very little to do in the movie, yeah. just a couple key points. Um, I feel like they could have axed that character and it wouldn't have changed the plot very much. But um, I, I feel like the, the movie moves pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of see what Grant was saying a little bit about the beginning being somewhat slow. I think they could have probably arrived at the conflict a little faster. Um, but I don't know that there's a whole lot else I would have trimmed from the, f- mm. the film. There's, there's a lot of, um, a lot of territory to cover, I think mm-hmm. in the movie. So, um, by the way, um, I, I don't know. I don't think as the time of the time of this recording that Academy Awards have been, announced they might they might have been i don't know um it's certainly around the corner but um dos orguitas the the one in spanish has already been nominated for a couple awards and there's a rumor about it being nominated for um best song for the oscars this year so um expect this movie to come around you know during award season um maybe just for the music but i would think for you know best animated or best um yeah on imdb those awards are not on the list, yeah, yeah, Academy or, um, oh, what's the other big one that? Uh, there's Critics' Choice. Critics' Choice, yeah. Uh, yeah. The um, the two Caterpillars one has has been yeah. nominated for Critics' Choice Best yeah. Song. Um, I don't know if it'll win or not, but it's it's been nominated. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I think this will be a big movie for Disney. Just you know, as far as critical, yeah, yeah. reception. Yeah, so. best best animated and best song, yeah. Um. Yeah, I and I mean we already mentioned it, so I'll just briefly touch. But I the the movie to me is is just about living up to family expectations. What does your family put pressure on you to be, to do, um, to provide, and not feeling like you have to do that? Like you, you be right. you, like to be your your best self. You don't have to try to aspire to be what other people want you to be um and then the the other side of that same coin is like you said about the pressure like just um not letting the pressure getting it's easier said than done but you know not letting the pressure get to you and um what a great theme for this generation by the way that feels so much pressure on them so much pressure yeah to do and and say the right things all the time but at the same the the tension as a parent of um having a vision having a um this is this is um a d- direction to head um but yet not putting debilitating pressure on it the pressure to find your path your gift your who you are um and let that release you know, coming back to the butterfly uh theme that comes in the critical uh point of the movie and the song that nobody else understands besides Phil. <laughs> um, so um, of of that of that pressure of the the parent or the grandparent in this in this uh, instance um, of of having to walk that walk that line and being able to give vision and give direction, but yet not be crushing in in all of that. Yeah. Um, any other thoughts? on the film anything we skipped over or didn't um one thing for me and i didn't even think about this coming into this but one thing that now definitely bothers me is there really is no villain in this movie yeah (laughs) and i would have just grant likes his conflict i I would just love to see the grandma just crack (laughs) and just go all dark on us <laughs> but 
<laughs> I mean, other than that, I mean, it's a good movie. Um, just the lack of villain. Because I feel like every movie needs a villain. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, even Frozen, which is one of, like, the girliest movies you can get <laughs> when it comes to Disney, has a villain. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I... um yeah, I was definitely surprised by the ending, like that they that she was. Um, I wasn't sure that she was going to be like re- redeemable at the yeah. end um, when she kind of comes around and backs down from, um, you know, her her ways of you know expecting high high things and really coming down. I mean, the whole movie, like she's really kind of um, just. I mean, at, at some point, she literally screams at Mirabel, right. like, "Stop! Like you you know right. whatever you're doing, stop! Don't right. you know don't keep doing this." And really trying to shut her down, you know, she doesn't know that Mirabelle is trying to help, and she assumes that she's attacking mm-hmm. the family, you know, preventing the um, the engagement between Isabella mm-hmm. and whatever his name is, Mariano, I think. Um, you know, she thinks that she's trying to put a stop to that, that she's, you know, weakening Luisa, taking away her strength, you know, doing all these things mm-hmm. to destroy their family, and in actuality, she's trying to put it back together, but. Um, by the way, that's another visual thing, the the fractured uh, glass and, you know, yeah. rest- restoring the glass back together yeah. um, has a lot to do with the fa- film too. I, th- I just think it's visually go- gorgeous and um, th- really theme rich, which, um, I mean, I, I think Grant loves a good theme too, but I, I know Shane and I have been bouncing <laughs> off each other a lot. No, he likes a good villain. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. If the, if the villain has a theme, then even better. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> No one likes a, a villain theme more than Grant. Um, all right. Well, um, that was a really good discussion on Encanto. I've been, I've been waiting. I've been dying to talk about right, the movie yeah, yeah. with somebody. So yeah. um, my wife hasn't even got a chance to see it all the way through because um, when we saw it in theaters, it was our whole family. But um, again, we had a baby and she was going crazy about halfway through. She just literally didn't even see the second half of the film. No. And then in the, the second home viewing just earlier this week uh, or last week, she was like making dinner and just kind of doing you know right. stuff around the house. So she she actually still has not seen the whole film, <laughs> um, but uh, I know she'll really enjoy it too. She she's heard some of the movie right. like from the kitchen, and she likes right. the music. So I know I know she would like the rest of it. Um, all right. Well, before we get into uh, what's new on Disney Plus, um, let's talk about uh, what else we've been watching on Disney Plus. Shane, you're the guest. Why don't you talk about what you've been watching? So I'll I'll go to one that you guys have um, have referenced in the past and and broke my boys' hearts when they heard <laughs> that Tur- Turner and Hooch is not being renewed at, on Disney Plus at least I guess there was a little bit of hope of of it being on something else but um, we went back we actually we watched the Tom Hanks movie um, and oh. before we watched the um, the show and actually glad we did okay because they they reference I wouldn't say a lot and I think you could probably get by without watching it but probably at the same time if you didn't watch the movie and then got into the show you'd be like okay they're obviously pointing backwards so let's go back and watch the movie okay. and and so um, the boys uh, really enjoyed it it's it's not it's not great cinema. It's not a, an amazing TV show. It is definitely to the um, uh, mid. And actually, I was a little bit surprised that my 15-year-old did enjoy it. But uh, he, he liked it. So it's like, you know, cop capers with a dog <laughs> who, you know, 
isn't good at hardly anything but drooling <laughs> and um and everything had a um you know nice little bow on it and and everything throughout the um throughout the 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 weeks and the episodes and and, and such and um a nice little love interest that you know hooked my wife in and and uh, and, and everything so it was one of it was something that um, our family and I we uh, we would enjoy sitting down and watching and and actually we were looking forward to a second season <laughs> is it the, the show is uh mostly comedy is it like a funny <sighs> there's humor in it but um but it's also you know he works for the for the marshals um okay so uh it is you know uh, there's an overarching investigation that goes week to week that okay. actually does point to um uh point to Tom Hanks character okay. uh who who dies pre-show um okay. and uh but they reference that character throughout the um throughout the ser- series um and actually Carl from Family Matters I don't know his yeah. real name yeah, yeah. plays the partner of Tom Hanks back in the movie. He's in the show almost every episode. Oh wow! I didn't uh, know that. If not, if not every episode, and so, um, so there are a lot of callbacks to huh. uh, to to the movie. That's and a so, lot more tied to the movie than I would have guessed. I, that is that is more than 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 what I thought. I thought maybe you know first episode, you know, they would have given a nice little you know applause to the to the movie and then you know moved on with the with the son, but um, the the main case that that spans you know every, every movie detective movie you know flash does this and you know all this has a has a main thing the thing that they're doing the entire season and so the main thing t- ties directly in with the character that wow. um that was Tom Hanks and then um and then every episode had you know the case that they had to solve um there's some um there's some dog training stuff in it you know he <laughs> tries to go to the um to the uh, US Marshals dog trainer person and 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 does that and uh, that's where the the love uh interest and triangle appears and and, and such so so yeah, we enjoyed the we enjoyed the show, but uh, it is it is no more. <laughs> so yeah, it's been it's been canceled. It's not coming back. Um, does the first season end with a cliffhanger? Like it does not necessarily <laughs> with uh, it does more with the love interest and mm-hmm. um, uh, I, it's been about a month or maybe two since we completed it. So uh, my memory is bad, anyways. Um, <laughs> but it it does leave the relationship out there to be solved and uh i can't remember if there are any like crime um cases i don't know that there was any crime cases maybe maybe they left one strand open kind of like what um uh, crime shows do uh, at the end of a season there might have been one strand they closed everything else but there might have been one strand open so there were there were questions to be answered in another <laughs> in another uh season but um i guess we're not uh, we're not going to be i was i was surprised cuz i mean you know i i'm not i'm not a high school musical guy but based on what y'all were saying, yeah, well, <laughs> like that this was <laughs> this was this was a better better deal, but a different demographic than um, um, it, it probably was just hit a demographic that that or trying to hit a demographic that just was hard to 
uh, hard to hit. I was going to say, uh, you know, it's warranted in the other direction, but I, yeah. I, I would say almost certainly that High School Musical, even the se- second season, which was terrible by and large, um, was probably had better views yeah. like yeah. than Turner and Huge, which yeah. is sad. And but. so, like, um, I, I'm our range is 8 to 15. Um, like, uh, Jordan's 5 yeah. now, 6. Um you know, there's some intensity to uh, to the cop scenes and, and and such, and to some of the there's villains. Mm-hmm. You know, Perfect. There's, there's villains. <laughs> Grand um, You know, and and um, it actually is kind of almost a a, a '90s. They they kind of still kind of go off of that. There's there's some kooky things. There's some things of all oh, that would never happen, and and, and things like that. But. Um, uh, there's some intensity to it, so I think that we kind of hit that sweet spot of um, younger kids that oh, there's a dog at a at a show, um, but can handle some intensity. Uh, and of course, our <clears throat> when our oldest was eight, he, he probably would have never watched this with him. Um, but you know, our eight year old has seen um, every Marvel movie <laughs> besides Eternal. So yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> what the younger one gets because they're they've got older brothers. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's interesting. I, um, yeah, that's, I, I was worried, uh, worried. I, I, I want everything to succeed right, on Disney yeah. plus. Like, I mean, if, <laughs> if there's an audience for it, I wanted to see it yeah. get renewed and, and carry on. It wasn't a show that I was particularly interested in, although it sounds right. a lot more interesting than I, I gave it credit for. Um, but yeah, um, they've only ca- canceled a couple other it's like maybe right. one other show that they've canceled. <laughs> yeah, right. So it's not, it's, it's not really, Disney doesn't have a lot of, uh, desire to do this very often, so their, their ratings must have been pretty low. Yeah. Um. Oh. I I know like one thing I remember reading about when we covered the news about it being canceled was that like the cast and the crew of the show were like seems a little gen- surprised. Genuinely yeah. surprised. Like yeah. I I think they fully expected yeah. to come back for a second season. Um. So they they were. I mean, it's probably one of those things where like crush on the inside, but like you know. Clapping on the outside, like, oh, it was so great to, you know, I had such a great time doing season one. Um, You know, hopefully we'll be able to do some other project or whatever. But, you know, on the inside, they were like, "Ah," you know, really wanted to come back for another season. But, um, all right. Well, have you been watching anything else, Grant? We uh, actually watched Bronze Gone Wrong. Okay. Which I still have not seen it. it I it, haven't seen it. It was either. actually a pretty high quality film. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of good messages because it circles around technology. And so I feel like there's a lot of good messages from the movie. So I would definitely um, give a thumbs up to check that one out. And then we have two episodes left in our quest to finish Lizzie McGuire. <laughs> and this has been a long quest. <laughs> and the snow day definitely helped. Um, we've watched like six or seven episodes in the last like three or four days. So we have two episodes left. And maybe by the time we record next week's episode, we will have it finished. I want to, yeah, I know you're almost to the end, not quite, but like, has it been just as enjoyable the second yeah. time through? It's good. I mean, it's not something you can completely binge watch, but I mean, you can watch three or four episodes here and there. Yeah. And you can always come back to some of your favorite episodes. And there's a there's a movie. Yep. There's the Lizzie McGuire movie. So will you guys end with that? Film? Probably not. Okay. I mean, <laughs> we, we've seen it plenty of times. Okay, I gotcha. mean, it's a good movie. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, maybe we need to c- cover that movie on the 
Yeah. Podcast. I mean, we I don't can. know anything about listening to choir. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty much all we've been watching. It's quite the image for me, actually, Phil, of you sitting on the couch with a <laughs> bag of popcorn and throwing on Lizzie McGuire movie. That's <laughs> my wife comes in and you're like, What are what, you watching? <laughs> what's what's happening? Is this is this a COVID side effect or what's going on? Oh, Jessica, I love this movie. This has always been one of my favorites. Her first comment would be, That's not Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, Guess Marvel doesn't have a new yeah. show coming out, does it? <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a dry week. Uh, um, uh, well, good. Uh, the only thing I watched, but it took over two and a half hours of my time, uh, was I watched all of the second um, of three episodes. I, that, that's not really the right word for the Beatles. Oh, okay. yeah. So, um, boy, that thing continues to be just fascinating to watch. I, I don't even think you have to be like much of a Beatles fan to really enjoy this thing. It's, um, I, I, I'm into music and I'm into recording, obviously. Um, not just podcasts, but I've recorded music. And so I'm fascinated just from like watching them, like roll out these, like, um, like six foot tall, eight track, uh, recorders and stuff are, are just it's amazing to see what technology they had in 1969 uh more than 50 years ago but um i think more interesting is just watching the dynamic of these right. of these dudes and um i still haven't finished it it's it's eight hours altogether i i'm not <laughs> about i'm on the home stretch i think i only have two hours left but um the second episode is almost three hours long uh, and i watched all of that this week but um it's great it's um there's nothing like this that i've seen right, out right. there like it's your typical documentaries hour and 30 hour and 40 this is this is less of a documentary and more of like you're just hanging out with the beatles for right. eight hours like it's it is long form not a lot of cuts like just kind of being in the room and yeah. there's something exciting exciting about that um it's not for everyone especially if you're not a beatles fan like especially if you like hate the beatles like you just don't like their music i know you're not gonna enjoy this but because there's a lot of singing in it but um it's just it's those guys just being goofy and just bouncing off of each other. And it's about the creative process about like, yeah. how do they even come up with yeah. these songs? How do they come up with the set list? How do they, um, you know, make decisions about how they're going to release a new album? Uh, is this going to be their last album? There's a lot of, um, you know, internal, um, you know, um, just, you know, negative discourse. Spoilers. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they do break up. Um, and uh, you can see that the writing's on the wall, uh, yeah. clearly. Um, that they're, you know, they're, as a band, they're not long for this world. But um, yeah, it's, I don't know, it's a fascinating watch. Um, it's very 60s. Like it just, it, it, you're transported into that decade for sure. Yeah. I'm just living there. So um, I'm excited to watch the, the third and final one. And, um, I might have a couple more thoughts about it, but yeah, if you've not, if you've not checked it out just because of its length, um, I would say if you're intrigued by it at all, at least watch the first episode. You don't have to watch anything after that probably, but, um, it's fascinating. I'm really enjoying it. Um, all right, let's get into, um, our last thing. What's new on Disney plus this week. Um, it's already been kind of a long <laughs> episode, but there's not a whole lot to say, uh, about what's coming out this week. It's, I think January is just kind of a slow month for Disney plus in general. So at least this year it is. Um, but Grant, I know you're super pumped because Wednesday of this week, Never gonna watch it again. <laughs> Releases Eternals. So you oh. mentioned Eternals. Yeah, um, I, I we haven't seen that one. That's yeah. that's the one we have not seen. Well, you can you can yeah, see I it. I can see it on Wednesday. Yeah, I've heard I needed to pre-screen it for my boys. So 
It's yeah. <laughs> it's violent. Um, it's uh, it's long, like very long. It's yeah. I think the third with Spider Man yeah. No Way Home. It's the third longest, I think. Uh-huh. Um, um, it's not great. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I've heard. Yeah, y'all and Sif Pop. That yeah. I mean, there's some parts that some families may not want kids. Seeing yeah, no, there is a well. kind of yeah. an adult scene. Yeah, I forgot yeah. about that. So yeah, PG thirteen, but still, still adult I guess relations. Just keep your your finger on the remote <laughs> right. and just be ready to fast right. forward. It's it's short. It's like twenty seconds long, maybe. But yeah. there is I, a kind of an adult. I scene. I feel like your boys won't be really sad if they miss it. Yeah, they haven't yeah. really like um it's not Yeah, they ha- they haven't been like, oh, can't wait for the Eternals to come out. Yay. There yeah. are there are no um big time cameos. I'll just yeah. say it that way. So like, well, like if they're expecting like to see Thor or Captain America, right. like, there's nothing like that. Yeah. Our my biggest my biggest worry, I don't know, when you're talking about movies, but I, I didn't want to go into Sp- Spider Man and then go, oh, that was like a direct thing that happened in the Eternals, but no, no, <laughs> there's, there's no connection. Negative. <laughs> this is a completely siloed movie. Um, I don't want to. I'm. We're not going to talk spoilers, so I'm not going to say. I'm, I'll just say there's. It's not that there are no connections, but the connections are very small. Yeah, yeah. Like I, it is. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think it is really the first kind of skippable Marvel movie they've done in a, wa- a yeah. long time. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, I don't, I won't go back and watch it again, even though it comes out for free on <laughs> Disney Plus this week. <laughs> so uh, it's not, um, it's, I don't want to say I'll never watch it again in, in, in the, for the rest of my life. Right. Yeah. Um, I, it, I will give it at least five to 10 years. So before I see it again, it's just not, it's not a compelling film. Um, yeah. Overall, After you've so. forgotten about how uncompelling it is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I will never watch this movie again. I can tell you that, but it is available for free. So if you have almost three hours <laughs> free, then uh, maybe give it a, give it a watch. Um, I would say if, if you, are like the Marvel super fan that has to watch everything Marvel, you're going to watch it. Like right. I, I, I just, yeah. I think everyone that's in that category needs to watch it one time and then probably never return. So, <laughs> um, also on Wednesday, book of Boba Fett episode three, obviously we're going to be covering that, uh, right here on the podcast, uh, tots season three episodes one through 13. This is the, um, uh, tiny ones transport service. The one, the one where the stork brings, uh, oh, baby animals to, yeah. Uh, mommy and daddy. Animals. Wonderful. <laughs> this is uh, put that in the Disney Junior category. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, called to the Wild season one. Um, I feel like they release one of these every week. Grant, um, a veterinarian, you guessed it, an engineer and a tra- trainer rely on their dogs in the wild. I there are so many vets shows like you know real National life geographic. Yeah, <laughs> they love their vet shows, and there's another another one, an entire season uh, that you can watch. And then on Friday, January 14th, um, Betty White goes wild. I did not see this one coming. Uh, Betty White speaks of her, about her love of big cats and her passion for safeguarding, safeguarding their future, traveling to the Los Angeles and San Diego zoos to visit some of the animals. So if, if your dream has been to visit the zoo with Betty White, uh, your, your <laughs> dreams will be fulfilled on Friday. So... Uh, there's literally a picture of Betty, Betty White holding, holding like, uh, what a leopard? What is that? Uh, cheetah. Cheetah. Yeah. 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 Snuggling a cheetah. So, enjoy that. Uh, catch that kid. 
I'm looking at you, Grant. That's, so, uh, sounds like my life. Two thousands, uh, kind of like Spy Kids type yeah. of movie. Yeah, you're right. Oh, it's a film. Yeah. Okay. I didn't look this up, obviously. Um, Molly and her two companions decide to steal money from a bank to pay for her father's medical operation to save him. Hmm. It looks like a low budge, like low CGI <laughs> kind of uh, Spy Kids type movie. So. <laughs> And that's it. Those are the only two things that wow. come out on Friday. And then, like I said, on Wednesday, there's four things. But, uh, I mean, if you're an adult, you're really only looking forward to Book of Boba Fett and possibly Eternals. So, um, pretty What a pretty light crappy week. week. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm, January. I'm not watching anything that comes out Friday. But Betty White and Catch That Kid are the only things. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, we'll, we'll be back for... Um, Eternal, no, I mean, uh, Book of Boba Fett next week. Yep. So, <laughs> we've already given you our thoughts Slipped on there, yeah. <laughs> on Eternals. We're never going to do a spoiler cast on. No, we, we, already did, we did. did. Oh, yeah, that's right. We did. Mm-hmm. That's like the one time that we actually So we did, never like, have to watch yeah. it again. Yeah, that's yeah. that's why we did that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it was fresh in our minds. Um, okay, um, let's see. Next week Next week is the is the Enchanted yep. week. That's right. Encanto followed by Enchanted. So we're going to have Caitlin... Youngsma, Grant's mm-hmm. wife, on next week as our guest. Look at this. Back to back guests. Yeah. Look at us doing making deals. <laughs> yep. Wheeling and dealing. Um, so yeah, it'll be it, Caitlin's not been in, on in a long time. No. Probably last summer was the last time she was Probably. on. Probably. So um anyway. And so, I tie in the end. I know when the last time Shane was on. And it okay. was for the Loki show. Oh yeah. Oh, he was on yeah, last the, summer. Five and six. He or, was on episode yeah. eighty one. Episodes four and five of four Loki. And five. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, I do yeah. remember that. And that was the last time we heard from Shane. Yeah, yeah. So and this is one oh six, so it's been like yep. twenty five episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Um Shane, it was awesome to Thank have you, you on the show again. Thank um, you. we'll do it enjoyed in, it. In another twenty five or less. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, hopefully less. But, um off season right now, so maybe yeah. um uh, maybe we can Hit it up at, well, you have again a, in the spring. A standing invitation. Just right. whenever, well. you, you have to unfortunately contact me <laughs> to come back on the show. <laughs> right. um, but uh, my answer will almost certainly be yes. So unless, right. unless we great. already have a guest lined yeah, up or yeah, something. Yeah. Sounds good. Um, so um, if people want to hear more from you, you have like a website or audio <clears throat> I, or I, I do. It's a, a little bit long. Shane um shanekinner.wordpress.com or wordpress.shane I think it's Shane Kinner. Okay. I think that's how it how it goes. Um trying to trying to perhaps get that uh shortened to an actual URL but um uh maybe even uh, perhaps this week but I give um thoughts at the intersection of uh, leadership and in the Bible, uh leadership and in, in God's word. So if you're kind of, um Christian follower of Christ then that may be something you'd be uh, interested in. Yeah. And I, I know Shane well enough to say that even if you're just like in a leadership position, like in yeah. just in the, in, in business or whatever, I would say there's probably a lot to learn on his mm-hmm. page as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. so you. I think the, the, you know, it's like you said, the cross section is probably the most powerful demographic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you just are interested in leadership, you know, skills, um, and training and stuff like that, I think, I think you'd find a lot to enjoy there. So thank you very um, much. Yeah. Shanekinner.wordpress.com. Dot com. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, well, uh, thanks for listening to the show. Let us know what you want to hear about on this podcast or send us your own review on something that you've watched on Disney plus. Uh, we'd love to include you in the show. Uh, Disney P L U S reviews at hotmail.com is how you do that. Uh, we need to get some more, um, uh, buddies, 
reviews <laughs> out of our friend Rick. I think um, it's been enjoyable to read those. Uh, we will be back next week with Caitlin as a guest, and we're going to be reviewing Book of Boba Fett episode three, which Caitlin will probably not chime in on. <laughs> She might give her thoughts okay. over the whole show. It'll be very short. <laughs> okay. We'll, we'll uh, invite her for both uh, segments, but obviously Enchanted is the, the main reason we're having on her on for that. And I'm excited about to go back to that movie. Yeah. I remember really loving that film. I just, I literally have never gone back to it. And it came out, what, 2004, I want to say? It's, it's early like 2000s yeah. for sure. Um, I know the other members of my family like it. I've never seen it's it. It's a yeah. lot better than Eternals, I can tell you that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go, watch uh, Enchanted this week instead of Eternals. You'll, it'll be shorter and more enjoyable. So uh, we will talk to you next week for Boba Fett and Enchanted. Bye.